Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the 9th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Overall, I'm feeling all right. Throat feels a little bit tired, a little haggardy, but uh, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying on. Uh, let's see, I, I got back to work today, so we're back at the old warehouse, you know, shucking some cardboard. Uh, it felt good, it felt good to be back, you know, in a way, you know, just for a quick little four hours, nice and light. Got a couple of donuts, one was a pink frosted donut with sprinkles, that was very yummy, and then I got a bigger uh, glazed chocolate, so it was like one part was glazed, one part was chocolate, and they were like fused together, some kind of amalgamation. It was good. It was also good. So yeah, and uh, a nas to watch it, wash it down. So yeah, overall, you know, we're we're starting off strong. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be, get lucky and get a nap in today. That'd be really solid. But yeah, um, feeling overall pretty good about it. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go ahead and do my startup, and then we'll get into some news. Do 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 do. All right. Our first story comes from the Associated Press. U.S. vetoes U.N. resolution backed by many nations demanding immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Let's see here. The United Nations vetoed a United Nations resolution Friday backed by almost all other Security Council members and dozens of other nations demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. Supporters called it a terrible day and warned of more civilian deaths and destruction as the war goes into its third month. The vote in the 15-member council was 13 to 1, with the United Kingdom abstaining. The United States' isolated stand reflected a growing fracture between Washington and some of its closest allies over Israel's months, months-long bombardment of Gaza. France and Japan were also among those uh, supporting the call for a ceasefire. Um, which honestly adds up. I, I remember listening to Macron's like interview, I want to say two, three weeks ago, and you could kind of see that even he was one of those people who was kind of Quick to say, like, okay, clearly this is bad PR to just be, like, backing Israel to the hilt here. And we can at least say, like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we want the uh, the ladies and the babies and the old ladies to be okay. Um, you know, it seems easy enough to fucking say that. It's a human thing to be like, this is too much. This is a, a red lining for us when it comes to the defense of yourself and your country. Uh, but not the U.S. The U.S. said, you know what? We back little brother all the way to the end no matter what because that's just what we fucking do blood on our hands we wash ourselves in that and i mean that's really the stance that the u.s and honestly you can say the uk too they were quiet about it but essentially they were standing in solidarity and let us do the fucking voting um because that absence that the you know the vote and absence or whatever the fuck fuck that shit it's just as cowardly um but yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to see people step up and say, you know what, this is fucking wrong. This is fucking just dastardly to and, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm sitting here saying that we 
you see, you have this vote, and then we wave a magic wand, and then Israel stops this campaign that they're doing. Um, no, they, 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 that doesn't happen. Um, but that being said, it's at least the kind of solidarity you should be seeing in times like this. And it's so funny that yet again, the fly in the ointment is us. It's the United States. It, it, and it really should not come as a surprise. Um, let's see here. I know, was it Robert Wood, the U.S. Deputy Ambassador, called the resolution imbalanced and criticized the council after the vote for its failure to condemn Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel in which the militants killed about 1,200 people, mostly civilians. So, AKA, it's like, you know what they didn't do? They didn't condemn Hamas. That's that's the problem right there. Uh, you know, uh, heaven forbid all these women and children are dying. I, I'm, I'm giving him an accent. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, I mean, essentially, I feel like the, the, the Israel line, I guess our line, is that if we do this ceasefire— um, you know, if we want to stop m more deaths and more killings, but by the way, the number is at 17,400 people in Gaza, 70% of them are women and children. But I mean, of course, according to Israel, it's all Hamas. That's all we're doing numbers because if, even if it isn't Hamas, it's Hamas's fault because they were using them as human shields. So sorry, we had to go berserk. We had to fucking go through this refugee camp. We had to fucking round up all these people and take off all their fucking clothes. We'll get to that in the next fucking bump. But like, it's insane to me that um, the U.S. thinks that we can hop on a podium and say, you know what, Israel, make sure you're looking out. Make sure you're thinking about the women and children. Make sure you're not bombing innocent civilians. Make sure you're thinking about things. And they think that we're gullible enough to be like, okay, well, they're trying. They're doing it. But I don't know. You have to be just doing this shit just to say you're doing it, I guess, uh, for history's sake, quote unquote. I don't fucking know. But this is what is going to be recorded when we all look back on it, that time after time after time again, we will sit here and back Israel to the hill no matter what the fuck they're doing. Um, that's very unfortunate. It's very fucking sad. Um, and, and it's a shame that it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You didn't condemn Hamas hard enough, so that's why we just couldn't say yes to this. And, you know, we just don't want to give Hamas even a second to breathe because, you know, then we'll have terrorism again and then we'll have more lives lost while more lives are just being just deleted day after day after day um so yeah let me get to the thing i i, I referenced uh, just a second ago um from bbc news palestinian recounts being stripped and driven away by israeli army a 22 year old palestinian has told the bbc how he was detained with dozens of others by the israeli defense forces or idf in northern gaza on thursday Excuse me. Footage verified by the BBC shows a group of men, excuse me, stripped to their underwear, kneeling on the ground and being guarded by Israeli forces, er, by Israeli soldiers. The man says he was forced to sit in the street for hours, handcuffed, blindfolded, before being driven away. An Israeli official says soldiers were searching for Hamas members. Mark Regev, a senior advisor to. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu told the BBC they were looking for those responsible for the massacre of October 7th. So essentially they rounded up all these people and um, they took off all their clothes. Uh, their defense for that were saying, oh, well, we were scared they were going to have a suicide vest on them. 
my brother in fucking Christ, ah, I'm, wrong choice of words and situation, whatever. There's no fucking way. If that was the case, you know good and damn well how these fucking soldiers would have moved. They would have fucking wiped out the whole fucking group if they thought that even one of these people were like a fucking, you know, terrorist with a suicide vest on them and they're going to blow themselves up. No fucking way. This is all about humiliation, if you ask me. And they got what they wanted out of that. Now, I don't know why it was recorded, if this was like some kind of thing for like the victory reel of saying, hey, we're, we're, we're doing the... I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't get how you are, you're so okay with what you're doing that you're going to film this footage and put it out. Uh, Or if the person was doing this to be like, hey, this is what's going on. I have no idea. But needless to say, like I said, it's people in their underwear just being sat out in, in like this, like this, you know, area. They said that they had to walk out on, you know, in bare feet with glass, just, you know, all kinds of debris and shrapnel out because it's fucking war zone. And, um... Then some of them were let go. Some of them were taken away. Um, and in which some of the people in this group are people who are teachers. They're people who work for the UN, you know. But the defense, again, yet for that is, well, don't you think Hamas does that too? Like, they're just this ultimate undercover thing. They are everyone. They are everywhere. And, like, we are justified to do this kind of fucking shit. We are justified to just surround a fucking town, bring all the fucking men out, have them fucking disrobe, and just be made a spectacle of and then we're gonna fucking detain them we're allowed to do that this is a time of war don't you see october 7th don't you understand um fuck this shit man it's 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 gross it's it's inhumane it's war crime after war crime and and it sucks to know that i'm just going to be giving y'all more of the shit i don't have a choice that's how this fucking shit works sadly um because the shit's not gonna stop because that's this, this this collective punishment, this ethnic cleansing, this shit is going to fucking continue. And, I mean, I'll just be damned if I just fucking don't say anything about it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I try to talk through these news bips and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's just how I feel like I got to talk about this shit and say how I feel about this shit. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, there's more details here, but we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to take it to the States. We're going to Michigan. It's time to talk about an old shooting. Um, Once again, from the Associated Press. Michigan teen gets life in prison for Oxford High School attack. A judge sentenced a Michigan teenager to life in prison Friday for killing four students and terrorizing others at Oxford High School after listening to hours of gripping anguish from parents and wounded survivors. Judge Kwame Rowe rejected pleas from the defense lawyers for a shorter sentence and ensure that Ethan Crumbly, 17, will not get an opportunity for parole. Moments before learning his fate, the teen apologized and appeared to agree with his victims that the stiffest punishment was appropriate. Any sentence they asked for, I ask that you impose it on me, the shooter said. I want them to be happy and I want them to feel secure and safe. I do not want them to worry another day. I am really sorry for what I have done, but I can try my best in the future to help other people, and that is what I will do. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously this is a very rare thing. It's not every day that a teenager fucking, you know, gets life in prison without parole. Um, but... It is one of those situations where, yet, in America, there's, like, a shooting damn near every fucking day. You know what I mean? And especially with the details here, um, you know, even though this kid was 15, um, you know, 
some of the shit that transpired, it's just one of those things. It just leaves a mark on people. And, you know, I can never put myself in the shoes of the the victims of the family. You know what I mean? I, 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 I feel like I can try to understand and, and go, yeah, like, you're going to want that sense of just like, there's just, there's nothing that's going to bring my kid back, but I never want to know that this person just can come back and just have like a happy-go-lucky, hunky-dory life. Um, but at the same time, you also think like, well, what are we going to be doing? We're just burying this, per- this person alive, this fucking 15-year-old, now 17-year-old. Um, yeah, that's it. That's his life. It's just over. Um, we put him in a situation that's more or less worse than death. And uh, that is what we can do as a society. That That is the maximum. Um, but I get it. it. It's one of those things where I, I, I try to take myself to that place of like, what is it, the abolition and, and all that. But it's like, no, like, what you, when these kind of events happen, what do you do? Where, where what, what is the fate of the person who does this kind of shit? Um, even if they say, hey, I'm remorseful, I feel bad, I made a mistake. Um you know, I also get, and they also mentioned this in this article too, why they're going after the parents because they enabled it. You know what I mean? Um, we could talk and, and have the lofty thoughts about how it's like, well, you know, uh, the way guns work in this country is just way too fucking easy and everyone has a gun. And we're just saying, hey, just be responsible because that's your, you know, your Second Amendment right. Um, but what happens when someone is not responsible and then their fucking kid gets the fucking gun and has their, you know, their mental health issues and they just fucking do this shit. You know, what, what do we do then? Um, you know, you have politicians go, oh, well, you know, we're going to fix mental health. That's the issue. But yet, yet again, they saw Ethan Crumbly's issue. They tried to do the best they could, but it wasn't enough. And then yet again, he gets his hands on a weapon and then goes and does what he does. So, you know, I mean, this is kind of the nail in the chapter here. You got a kid, a kid gets life in prison. You know, we, we cover this shit from tip to CERN, if I'm not mistaken. But damn, I don't feel good about this shit. I don't think I'm ever gonna, you know? And it, it just sucks to be stuck in this fucking loop and know that, you know, at least from the American perspective, we're really not doing anything to change it. You know what I mean? We're just kind of rocking and rolling with this shit every day because that's just uh, the way we wrote it. That's the way our forefathers intended. <laughs> I, I fucking guess, man. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. But hey, that's the news, right? Anyway, uh, not that I'm going to be ending on a good note, but we do have one more thing to cover. And it's, it's back to Panera. It's another update. And uh, I, hey, longtime listeners, I bet you know what I'm about to get into. If you're a, if you're a shit poster like me, you probably also know. Because <laughs> I feel like this is the one people kind of been kind of glowing up. I've been seeing a lot of it on my timeline. But um, yeah, let me take my break and then we will get into it. We back from the independent Panera faces second lawsuit over death linked to charged lemonade, man, new liquid fentanyl just dropped baby doll and boy, howdy is tasty. Okay. Sorry. I know. And, and, and also forgive me. I know I'm probably being crass here. A second person died. Um, I don't want to come off too giggly and effervescent about this fucking shit it is real news. My bad. 
I, you know, I try to add levity when I can. Um, and, and I get it. This is serious, but y'all know me. Um, but yeah, Panera Bread is facing a second lawsuit after its highly caffeinated charge lemonade was linked to a second death. According to a wrongful death lawsuit filed on Monday, Dennis Brown of Fleming Island, Florida, suffered a cardiac arrest after drinking three charged lemonades from a local Panera on the 9th of October. The lawsuit added that the 46-year-old had an unspecified chromosomal deficiency disorder, a developmental delay, and a mild intellectual disability, and stopped frequently at Panera after his shifts at a supermarket. He did not consume energy drinks due to high blood pressure, a lawsuit said. The legal complaint filed on behalf of Mr. Brown's mother, sister, and brother comes less than two months after Panera was hit with a separate lawsuit for its charged lemonade. Ooh. Bad burp. Um, now, we covered Sarah Katz. You know, I won't get too in the, you know, in the weeds about that. Um, but it, it adds to this idea of saying, oh, the person thought this was just, like, a really, like, sugary maybe caffeinated lemonade they didn't think it was like gonna be that bad i've also said it before myself i've had the charged lemonade before i personally think it's pretty fucking good i enjoy it um but i'm a person who drinks energy drinks damn near five to six days of the week at least one um you know it's not good for you <laughs> i've had blood come out of my kidneys it's not it's not a good thing for you to have these kind of levels of of sugar and caffeine in your body um, and I, I think there is a level of deception involved in this when it comes from Panera to say like, oh, we're just giving you guys a product. It's just lemonade. We just, you know, we said it's, uh, you know, we got, it's got caffeine in it. We said that, but it's like, yeah, but you said it has about as much caffeine as your coffee when really it has like more caffeine than energy drinks, than monsters and Red Bulls. And, um, they added after the first lawsuit, Hey, Okay. Here's some more like stats on it. We're adding this to the charge lemonade. They're a little bit better about their signage. But that being said, they're still offering it in a situation of like, here's a cup, go over and get some lemonade, and you just fill up on lemonade. And in the situation with um with Dennis, he had about three cups of this shit and it killed him. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where I I wonder, this is me, my speculation hat, whatever. But it's like almost like the um, – I hate to use this as once again in the crash territory. But like w- when you are a drug dealer or something like that and you know your shit is very fucking lethal, it's very fucking potent, and you hear on the streets, oh, man, they dying off of your blue nasties, bro. Can I get some? You know that's good advertisement. And like I feel like as a company, Panera is like, damn. So you're telling me they're putting memes about this shit? I mean, if we're up here next to the Devil's Wear Prada, I'm not complaining. And they just fucking let that shit rock. Uh, you know, we live in a capitalist society. I can't stress that enough. Um, but yeah, maybe it is time to say, uh, let's put that shit behind the counter. Maybe uh, it might be time to get rid of it altogether. But I also, I'm not going to lie, I've never wanted to charge lemonade more. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the episode that's all i have uh if you'd like to uh support the effort i do have a patreon patreon.com says Suzanne news uh you become a newsie today i shout you out at the top of the month i plug a project if you like 
Uh, also, there's a free way to hit me up, Isaiahnews1 at gmail.com. Feel free to follow me or the podcast um, on the socials, on the internet. Feel free to find me on your little phone, on your little computer. Uh, let's see. And if you'd like to help out a free way, please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button, the notification button, either the YouTube, whatever you're listening on. Uh, does me a mighty kind service. Reviews are always great. Comments are always great. Please be cool and nice. That's always awesome. I love that shit. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.